you're listening to This Girl Can Talk podcast with me, Harriet. Thank you for listening to each episode so far. Should you get a chance, please rate and review, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. That's much appreciated. And if you want to get in touch, you can do. My email address is harrietflitton at gmail.com. All I ask is that you're kind. Today's guest, Emma Kay. Now, I came across Emma uh, via GB News, actually. She was on there as founder of WalkSafe, which is an app that is there to prevent you and she's striving for safer streets for all and um, I just felt that when you go out dating you're often meeting a stranger somebody that you don't know doesn't mean that they're a bad person but your safety could be in a compromised position so we talk about the fundamentals of the app there's a new version coming out of the app and why it's a proactive app to be using uh, before you go out and meet anybody but why it could be a really smart move to have if you're going on a date so we heavily talk about that. I will admit, my microphone is not great in this episode. So there's some sound quality issues from my part. But Emma sounds amazing. And uh, I really appreciate that she gave her time into this. Should you want to follow Emma, she's on Instagram, Emma K Walksafe. And like I say, she's founder and entrepreneur. And then you can also get following the Walksafe page on Instagram, which is Walksafe.io. no more to say than enjoy this week's episode of This Girl Can Talk. Yeah, thank you for having me again. It's so awesome to be here. Um, So WalkSafe, it was founded, actually we had a discussion on a holiday and I was talking with my mother and father-in-law, my brother-in-law and my husband, and just discussing about um, our sort of personal experiences. And needless to say, the boys around the table were shocked to hear about the things that I'd gone through. And I just think it was a bit of a wake-up call. Like They just didn't realise how hard it can be for some young girls and that it's just constant. Um, Richard and I went away and he's very tech minded. So he come up with sort of the, the coding and that sort of stuff. And I kind of helped him to think about it from more of a female perspective. And that's how WalkSafe was born. And we launched early this year. And since then, we've had over half a million downloads. We launched so it's been a bit... Yeah, it's been hectic. We had a pilot the other uh, the year before, but this really was walks the the start of walk safe being born so this year. Into your second year now, we're twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, I God, I keep forgetting that. that. I'm I'm in twenty twenty two now. Yeah, <laughs> it's so difficult, isn't it? Like we just cross over a day in a couple of hours, but here we are. Yeah, so that's amazing as well in itself, like starting off something, um, seeing where it will grow, to have 12 months behind you, the idea is really taken off. How does the app, from a data side, I know that you're a founder and you, Richard's done the coding, but what is, I've got the app, but to the listeners, how is it working? So we have our WalkSafe map, which I suppose is our big uh, USP. It's the one function that I think sets us apart from all the other apps. So quite a lot of apps out there, they basically um, are more of a, if something's gone wrong, you then 
can use it as an SOS or you've got an ability to let someone else know. Our app's trying to educate people in the fact that we're really asking people to plan safer routes before they go out, think about their journey ahead of time, maybe set up a home safe, um, which is something that you can do to ask someone to kind of check in on you should you not get home on time. Uh, That will also alert your loved one of your last known location should anything happen to you. And then also we use real police crime data. So we are the only app out there that uses that data. And what we encourage people to do is really start to get to know their area. So you can look around where you live and you can start to see patterns of crime and that will really enable you to take safer routes. So we do say that the, the crime does change from month to month. And we do say to kind of keep on top of um, your map and just kind of have a look at to know your area. Um, but obviously some months there may be more assaults, some months there may be more pickpocketing. So yeah, just to be aware of the roads and the things where these, these things tend to take place. And we also have our community-based icons. So say, you or I were about to head to the pub and we noticed there's no street lights I can simply pop onto my walk safe map and pop on um my icon which is a uh, no street lights and that will alert people who are going down that route that there's no street lights and then again they can take a safer route so it's all about that preventative sort of philosophy where we're trying to empower people through the use of data and knowledge rather than making them feel fearful we really believe that if you check the map and you know your neighborhood and you plan your route you should follow a lot more empowered and safer when out and about yeah that's amazing so it's amazing that you're linked with the police it's a community app people and people can put their input into it so it's ever improving and it's ever developing it is yeah actually we're having a new app come out again soon so actually we are going to have a launch of our new version which is coming out hopefully in the next couple of months and there's some amazing new features oh it is and um, there's going to be lots of lovely new features. We've got the safety sat nav, so we can tell you the safest route, not just the quickest route. We can also have people follow you in real time, and we can also um, you can follow your friend, even if you've not got a specific journey from A to B. You just say, "Look, I want you to follow me. I want you to follow me around the shops." We can do that. It's just going to be a lot more intuitive. So the way we've got the app now, we've kind of honed in all of those functionalities, put them together, and yeah, it's really exciting. So. Yeah, definitely soon. I'll give you one of the first demos. And yeah, you can tell me what you think. Yeah, I think for me, going out and about, whether it's been meeting friend for coffee or heading into London and or I'm going on a date, my go-to is I always check in with my brother on WhatsApp and I would send him a live location, um, etc. That's been the way in which I've felt for a long time I've gone on. And do you know what? I never questioned it, but it wasn't until I saw what you're doing in the last year and a bit more now that I thought god it isn't it crazy thing that I was doing it to my brother but my brother didn't do it back yeah me. and every time I go on a date he'd be like right I need the details of the guy so guys out there that are listening my brother's got all your numbers yeah, love it <laughs> I, would, I would screenshot the number and send yeah. him and because I would not necessarily want to get my parents involved but mm. my brother and I've got quite friendship and you just want that loved one to look out for you but then yeah, it would totally. even branch into oh you're going to so-and-so because I work in events so I'd be up and down the UK and I'd be vulnerably working I'd be in a um, multi-story car park at night 11 o'clock getting to location 
thinking who's lurking about the app yeah like businesses could really start using this for their staff male or female 100% and that's what we're working on at the moment because we fundamentally believe that um, our consumers shouldn't have to pay for their own safety you and I should be free to walk down the street and not have to worry and well that's the dream you know we're working on that but for now you shouldn't have to pay for a safety app so we are looking at our um, sort of other business models in order to subsidize the app Um, and exactly like you said we really believe that these big businesses have a duty of care they have a duty of care towards their employees and to their consumers now exactly what you said most of their employees are walking late at night they're probably on you know some people not on great incomes and they're putting themselves in these really vulnerable positions and actually when we did our recent data analysis we found that some of the top reporting areas for sexual assault number one come out as a car park really near car park yeah so um and then I think number two was around like recreational centers so like places we all frequently visit and then it would be like shopping centers and supermarkets so all places as females we go to frequently and you're not going to stop living your life because of these things but like, but like you said, going back to the dating um, aspect and the fact that you told a loved one, I mean, I was doing a little bit of research ahead of our podcast and I, I did go on dating apps when I was younger, but I can appreciate they've probably evolved since then. But I must admit, looking at the stats around them, it's just quite shocking how many people feel unsafe. Yeah, and you are like, swipe, swipe, swipe. You're, okay, attracted to a photo. You then might engage in some chat. And you think, okay, I'm going to give this person a chance to go and meet them but you are essentially meeting an absolute stranger in ideally a busy environment you're putting yourself into the quite the unknown you know totally totally and like you said having someone know who you are which is always you obviously took all the correct sensible safety steps and measures you can take but then at the same time as we all know this is what I said in in many interviews is I'd done all the right necessary steps and checks even when I was younger and being out with a group of people or you know just all of them and things still happen and I think that's what's so frustrating if you want to be able to access these sites and you want to be able to enjoy what they have to offer but at the same time it it, they do come with risks and I was looking um at some of the stats because I think there was a um was it Pew Research done a survey um in 2020 and they said 57% of women between the ages of 18 and 34 said they'd received sexually explicit messages when they hadn't asked for them and some of them they even range from as young as 15 to 17 and then Six out of ten had someone continue to message them, even though they said they weren't interested. And I'm like, that's so scary. It'd be putting anyone off wanting to go on them. It's such a minefield. I mean, you can obviously delete, block or whatever. We want to get out. We want to date. We want to, like, meet people. We just want to make sure it's a safe way to do it. You know, you're rocking up to a bar you know that in itself is quite nerve-wracking you don't know the person behind the bar everybody in that environment is a strange one to you yeah totally so having the walk safe app can at least allow you to plan the best route best route home should you feel uncomfortable and want to leave you're then corresponding with somebody totally with a bit more comfort listening to your talk safe podcast oh thank you and one of the episodes way back you you touched on dating and within it something you also touched on was when you've had a time where somebody's been inappropriate to you yeah 
and it was driving instructing, right? Oh, that was horrific. Yeah. I said that. Driving instructing. And do you know what? Jess had as well, and so had someone else. I I did another podcast with a wonderful journalist called Florence for the Daily Mail, and sadly, I think I've still got to um, edit it. We had a lot of issues with connection that day. And her, she hadn't listened to my first episode with Jess where I talked about that. And she recounted what was exactly my experience. And I was like, it, it, what was horrific was when I went on, because I didn't realise how much I didn't want to drive. And I didn't put the two and two together that he was just a predator. And I was just too scared. And he was what I was hating. Yeah. And it wasn't until I stepped. Yeah. And it wasn't until I stepped away. And it was a family friend of a friend. And I, then I felt I couldn't say anything because he was known within a family unit. Anyway. Fast forward, I went to an old girls driving school. So obviously that says a lot, doesn't it? I was obviously that stressed about it. And this female instructor at the time said, oh, yeah, I've had like four of the girls from his school. And you're just like, this is totally unacceptable. Like, I was so young, I was a minor, but I was like, why Why don't people, more people go to the police? Like, she knew that. She could have, like, we need to, and, and, and it sounds like I'm victim blaming. I'm not. I'm just, you know, I think you look back and you're frustrated that someone's yeah. gone that long and no one's thought to, like, report him. Oh, yeah. God. I had a similar thing. I was sort of, I took a while to pass my test, to be honest. So I had um, over 200 lessons. Ridiculous, right? But I actually felt that he kept the lessons going in hindsight. Yeah. And I changed my hair colour from, like, a blondie to, like, I went a bit brunette red. And he was a bit like, why have you changed your hair? And I remember being 17 going, what does it matter to you? Yeah. Being quite feisty. I'm quite shoot from the hip as a character. No. You know, either say something nice or don't say anything at all. Yeah, totally. And, um, and then his wife went away on, well, well this is going back because I'm 35 now. So I suppose I was 17 and he, he was like, my wife's away. Do you want to come around for fish and chips and babysit the kids? No, I don't. I'd like to learn to drive. And at the time, I remember going like, do I need to tell my parents about this? Well, no, they're yeah. lessons. I really just want to pass my test now. I don't really want to sign up to a new driving instructor. I'm kind of yeah. getting it. Just if I pass my test, then I'll be done. And yeah. is that like, I think Jess and yourself touch on it, when you get life experience, you then realise, wow, I should have called that out. Yeah, totally. And I feel, and I think it's really hard now, because I think we talked about it at another stage in another podcast, is it's like, it doesn't ever leave you these things and they stay with you. And actually, as you get older, even though you've dealt with, say, well, not for everyone, and I appreciate something still trigger and something still reminds you of things and you still get all of that, it, it does flood back to you. But at, at times, you're angry over it. Like what yeah. you would do to them now. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not even worth thinking about. I just think, it. I think you fi- start finding a voice later on in life. And then these things, they don't upset you, they anger you and they just stay with you and you think, and again, I think having Ariana was like a catalyst to all of this because I was like, I'm just not going to accept this is just what happens anymore. I don't, and I, I was always taught, you know, be polite. Don't, don't, don't upset that creepy dude, you know, kind of like, be like no, thank you. Yeah. Now I'm going to be like, tell him to do one. And if he carries on, scream really loudly and call him a predator. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to do what, she's not going to be told to be silent and polite now to people no. like that. No, and this is your daughter, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, and I think we are, hopefully, new generations being far more vocal. So if I had back then had the walk safe app, should I have felt, I mean, you should have your phone on in your car, but 
I could have been maybe reporting things. You could have been taking, like, we've got our tap safe. And you could have been just telling someone, I'm nervous. And they'd be like, what? She's in a car. Why is she nervous? Like, say, what are the features of tap safe, home safe and checking? What? So actually... I was actually thinking about how checking can help on a date as well. So first of all, check-ins like, can you check in on me? Something goes wrong. So as we know, on a date, you're hating your life with someone and you just want an emergency text. Yeah. You could literally set a check-in for, I don't know, an hour in once yeah. you've just had the pleasantries and someone can check in. You go, oh, that's my phone. Oh, oh, it's my mum. She needs me. So check-in's really good for that. Um, and tap safe, I always say, is it's like a dead man switch, which is a really awful terminology. But basically, you're walking down an alleyway and you're feeling followed, feeling like you're being followed. And you can just take out your phone. And we have like a night mode and a light mode. So if it's the middle of the night, it does, it, the colour changes. So it's not as obvious. And you can tap gently and it will alert your loved one in your case say your brother that um, you're feeling nervous now should you feel fine you get out the alleyway the other person turns um the other way you're fine you can exit it and they say oh she feels okay but actually if all of a sudden you stop tapping that phone comes out of your hand for any reason they get your last known location and they get their notifications keep coming that you're not okay so it's a real instant she needs to be checked on and again with our new app uh new version I need to stop saying new app version. I'm tired Monty had me no. up all night so um our new version we've also got a huge SOS button at the top Right. Um, which you can pull down and it sends a S- immediate SOS to all of your uh, trusted circle. And also, like I said, people can watch you in real time. So if all of a sudden you stopped in a place and they're like, well, no, actually, her estimated time of arrival, it's took her, and our map will show to that your um, loved one who'll be following you. Actually, she said she was only going to the chippy. That takes 15 minutes. She's weirdly stopped halfway on route. What's going on? Then they can see that that's not, they know you, they know the route and they're, they're going, what is she doing? Something's up. So, um, yeah, that would be exactly going back to the car scenario. That's just where having these tools and in a way that, like I said, we didn't have our voice then. So automatically being able to tap subcon- like quietly and he wouldn't know what you're doing. Okay. Someone could come to your aid. Yeah, and we go along with our phones anyway, tapping along. No one necessarily knows that you're not on WhatsApp or any app that you're on the walk safe app. Totally. The app. And the new version of the app, is that the idea that it grows to not just be a UK thing or are you already tapping into other markets? Um, I Yes. So basically, yes, we'd love nothing more. And actually, when it was really awful, it was bittersweet, but I don't know, being a female, having gone through it, 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 was, it was the night um I think our post had gone viral then we'd gone viral on TikTok and I was having all these messages from young girls 12 to 13 years old around the world some in Brazil some in Netherlands some in America and there were there were messages like I don't feel safe when I walk to school can you help me please please bring walk safe over here and it was just awful and you know you have that feeling of I'm really great that we've it's great we've created something that people won't have to pay for so again yeah. a lot of our competitors out there there are a lot of um subscription fees because they have call centers so again another thing we fundamentally believe is we don't believe in like big brother we we think that when you don't feel safe you want someone you love and trust and who if they say they're actively going to watch you they will watch you then if the worst case very worst case should happen then that's when you go to the police that's when you need the police on speed dial not everyone and we did a lot of market research 
a lot of women don't feel comfortable with just any old Joe Bloggs being on the other end of the phone in a call centre. You know, if, if it's not the police, would you want that? I, I don't know what the answer is. I personally would like the first port of call, my emergency contacts, second port of call, the police. That's yes. just me. That is something else that the your app differs to others. You're making headway to make it more of a, a global yeah. uh, function for people. How many so far downloads do you have the app? So over half a million. I haven't done a recent count, if I'm being yeah. honest. But yeah, it is. It really is. And I'm really excited for the next version because I really hope that, like I said, I I think we strongly listen and believe in user feedback as well. And I think that's really important because it's all very well and good. You know, someone sitting behind a desk telling me what they think, but it's my core demographic I hear about. I want to hear about what do these, what do other women, what do other girls, what do other kids want to see? And when they're feeling unsafe, what, what would they like from us? So I think that's been really useful we spent a lot of time last year really taking in a lot of feedback I think feedback is a gift and that's how anything any one of us grow I going back to the dating thing you know I would be getting ready making myself feel nice getting on the train and then straight away I can be beyond that getting the app in place can't I for the start of my journey into that night out I mean it doesn't even need to be a date I could be meeting a load of girlfriends and should there be someone catch my eye I mean let's not be let's not get silly we can still meet people organically we don't just have to go on a dating app to meet anybody anymore the good old fashioned way is still fine you know if you're out on a band and someone catches your eye I guess the other thing is maybe once you're in that social environment it's just remembering your best starting off with the app from the start of your life 100% Because if you're completely social, then you're going to not be as aware. Totally. And I think we all just get carried away. We all have a lovely time. I think when you have your friends, you catch up. And before you know it, you've completely forgotten. And then, you know, you might be, if you're anything like me, overly excited to be out of the house. And you've sunk far too many rosés. And then you're, you know, getting home feels like you know you've it it can be put to the back of your mind which is the one thing we're really trying to encourage with all the stuff with walk safe is that prevention's key forward planning's key shining journeys is key and I know it sounds so monotonous always banging on the same drum but like you said when we go out with our friends or we're going out for a day it kind of I think it helps you as a person to know, you know, I've kind of done that for myself. Like I've already done that. It's like one job ticked off your list. I know someone else knows where I'm going tick. Oh, I, I know how I'm getting home tick. And I, I'm a bit of a forward planner. So I kind of take comfort in that sort of stuff. I think it's get ready, wash your hair, blow dry your hair, get your makeup on, mascara on, walk safe out. You know, that should be your yeah. order of what you're doing. 100%. I agree. I agree. I love it. I always say to people like an Uber, you almost got to be checking the app before you leave. You don't leave your house then get an Uber, do you? Like, that's the sort of thing. It's You've got to be thinking of it like that. Well, I'm hoping that my dating journey in 2022 picks up. And with that, I hope to be tapping into the Walk Safe app, but not using it in a, because I'm scared, but because it's a great tool to have on my phone just for that extra security for me and my loved ones for anyone listening to the podcast where can they find you on socials and that kind of thing if they are new to hearing about you 
Um, you can find us on Instagram. We are walksafe.io. We have our um, podcast called Talk Safe, which I'll hopefully be doing a season two. I would love to have you on, Harriet. Thank you so much. That would be so nice. And then um, also you can find us on Facebook. And I've also got my own personal Instagram, which is Emma K Walksafe. So yeah, we sh- we are. Uh, oh, and actually we are on Twitter. So walksafe.io again. So yes. Thank you. I hope we can get there. I just think we always are one motto is, you know, we know we shouldn't have to exist, but if we can help one person in one bad situation, then we feel like we've done something right. So let's hope that we can, you know, get out there as far as we can and help lots of people and it should all be worth it. I look forward to the new version. Thank you for joining me on this Girl Can Talk. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you to Emma, founder and entrepreneur of WalkSafe. Get downloading the WalkSafe app, get following on Instagram um, at WalkSafe.io and Emma's handle is Emma K WalkSafe. While you're there, get following This Girl Can Talk. It's uh, at This Girl Can underscore talk. I think there's a little bit of a different tone in this week's episode, as in it's a bit more about education. Unfortunately, we've got to be mindful of our safety. Next week, I'll be joined by another great guest. If in the meantime you want to get in touch, my email address, harrietflitton at gmail.com. All I ask is that you're kind. And while you're downloading each episode each week, if you get a chance, give us a follow. A rate and review would go a long way. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you.